But it's great to come and feel Christmassy, isn't it? Yeah. The carols, the Bible readings, and the lights, and the candles, they help us, don't they? And that's okay for these things bring to mind all the emotion of what the birth of Jesus means for us. It's a bit like, you know, when you look through your your phone or your tablet, you know, you, you might actually have printed out photos at home. I don't know who has that these days, but you never know. You may have printed out photos and, and you look through them of when different family events or your kids were younger and all of those kind of things and you laugh and you remember what was happening when that photo was taken and we can get all emotional. It just reminds you why you love your kids or family members so much. We've been living in Billericay for a year now. Exactly a year. And about two months ago, we finally got round to putting up some pictures and some photos in the house to make it look like home as opposed to we were staying in an Airbnb for the last 10 months. So we put these up and and every day we can look at these photos and we can look at the pictures and we can remember where we were when that photo was taken or where we bought that picture and why we bought it. And at Christmas, a carol service reminds us or even shows us for the first time what's important about this time of year, what we love about this time of year. Because this time of year is about Jesus and why Jesus came to this world for everyone. And that is so awesome. It's so wonderful. But we do things, don't we, to let ourselves and others know that it's Christmas I mean, it's not every day you wear a shirt with Father Christmas, a candy cane and some snowflakes on it. I'm getting right into the Christmas spirit now, is Gary? I'm really there, I'm nearly there. I'm getting into it. I've even got baubles that I put in my beard and that might come out on Christmas Day. That's going to get you here for no other reason, isn't it? That's a, I tell you, that's a sight to behold. They hurt as well, actually. But after Christmas, once the... The decks all go down and you put your, your Christmas baubles on your, your, your Christmas jumpers and your shirts and jackets. They'll go back in the loft or the attic or wherever it is, the back bedroom, wherever it is that you, you put them. But we get them out at this time of year. They help us remind us what this time of year is. It's, it's Christmas. I'm guessing most of you have got your Christmas decorations up by now. Anybody not? Well, you're not willing to admit that, are you, maybe? You know? Don't feel guilty if you haven't put them up. One year, I didn't put them up until Christmas Eve. Because my mother said to me, if they don't go up today, there will be no Christmas <laughs> tomorrow. One of the aspects of... Christmas decorations are lights. And some people go really big, don't they, on lights. Roger was telling me there's a house, and I won't say where it is, because I can't remember, actually, but there's a house, and it has gone so big with lights. There are lights everywhere. It's, it's, it's out of this world, and the house next to it just has one string of lights. <laughs> You just wouldn't bother, would you? You just, you just wouldn't do it. As a family, we watch Christmas films as well. You know, those great Christmas films like Die Hard and, and those kind of 
Christmas films that are really Christmassy. But we watch Christmas films, and one of the films that we have watched is Danny DeVito's Deck the Halls. Anybody seen that one? It's a great film. And in this film, the character Danny DeVito wants to put up some lights on his house. He starts off very small and demure, just like a, a little, you know, a string of lights. But he's like, oh, I want to go big. And he starts adding to these lights. I just look at him, where on earth do you get the money from? But anyway, he keeps adding to these lights. And he, he ends up, people come from all around America to see these lights. He's on national news. And his aim is that because of these lights, his house can be seen from space. So it's very true to life, obviously. And everybody comes and everybody gets in to the Christmas spirit and they wonder at his lights. And by that, they're in admiration, they're in awe, they're in astonishment and so on. Apart from his neighbour, who is so cheesed off because he cannot get to sleep, because it's like somebody's shining a massive light in through his bedroom. He cannot see the wonder. He's just annoyed by them. But Danny DeVito lights become a wonder as everyone is in awe and amazed to see them. Throughout the Advent season here at, at the church on a Sunday, we have taken Mary's song of praise, which she sings after she's uh, visited by the angel to tell her she's going to be pregnant with Jesus. And in this song, she talks about the great, tremendous and good things which through Jesus God does. And we've been thinking about that under the title of Is There Room? And we've thought about the questions, will we make room? Is there room for the surprise of Jesus, the challenge of Jesus? And today we're thinking about, do we make room for the wonder of Jesus that Christmas brings? On Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, we'll be asking if we'll make room for the presence of Jesus and then the celebration of Jesus. You never really know what to do when somebody's phone accidentally goes off, do you? But don't worry, I won't make reference to it. That's fine. That's okay. Do you remember Golden Wonder Crisps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the crisps I grew up with as a kid. Not literally. I had a family. I had a mom and a a dad and a sister as well. But, But they were the crisps that we used to have as kids. At one time... Before another crisp manufacturer uh, took, up, took over the whole world, Golden Wonder Crisps were the biggest crisp manufacturer in the UK. They were the first crisp manufacturer that brought us cheese and onion crisps. So Golden Wonder are responsible for a country's bad breath post-lunchtime. I've got a multi-pack of Golden Wonder Crisps. You can still get them. Do you want one? Here we are, have some crisps. Here we are, have some crisps. Here we are, have crisps. Loads of crisps. Loads of crisps. There we are, have some crisps. Can you not open them till after? Because it'd be really annoying. There's 18 bags in here, and if you're all eating them, you know, it's going to be a bit annoying. I can't get up the balcony, I do apologise. No, I can't. Sorry if I hit somebody. They're only a light bag of crisps. Come on. Man up a bit, you know. Golden wonder crisps. And this week I found myself reflecting on golden wonder crisps because I need to get out more. But that's what I was thinking about 
with Golden Wonder Crisps because I've never really thought about why they're called Golden Wonders. But this week, I thought to myself, well, maybe the... Somebody's eating them, aren't they? I can hear it. <laughs> I realised that the golden part refers to the potato. And the wonder part of the name is because they are wonderful. They are a wonder to behold. I can see myself as a young child sat in front of the telly watching, I don't know, Bill and Ben or something like that, because I am that old, but, or Bagpuss or something, watching us eating the golden wonder crisps and all was well with the world. Life was cushy. They create a sense of joy, a sense of awe and admiration. People were astonished how amazing and wonderful these crisps are. And the producers of these crisps try to convey that they are a golden wonder for all of us. And when we think of this word wonder in relation to Jesus, there are two ways of thinking about it. First, we can think of from a, I wonder what Jesus is like. Much in the same, people may be wondering what presents they're going to get at Christmas. And Jesus' mother Mary did that, for we read, Mary treasured these things in her heart. The Bible says she pondered. She wondered what her future and Jesus' future was going to be like. She wondered, as she reflected on all that had happened to her, she wondered how people around her were going to react. She wondered how Jesus was going to be the saviour of the world. And as tonight we have sung carols and heard of that first Christmas as seen in the Bible, do we wonder about Jesus? Do you wonder what Jesus is like? I don't mean what he might have looked like, because I don't think he looked like Robert Powell. But I mean, what's he like? When you hear the words that Jesus is a a wonderful counsellor, a prince of peace, a mighty God, an everlasting father, the light of the world and so on, do you wonder what all that means? Do you say, I wonder what Jesus Jesus thinks of me? I wonder if Jesus likes me. I wonder if Jesus would want to be part of my life. Friends, let me tell you tonight that Jesus thinks about you. He likes you. He loves you. He longs to walk through life with you. The Bible tells us that we can never be separated from the love of God because of Jesus. Wonder no more, for Jesus wants to be in the heart of life with you and in the heart of your life. But the other aspect to the wonder of Jesus is do we look upon him with wonder? with amazement at who he is? Are we astonished when we look through the biblical events of that first Christmas and think, wow, do we see all the miracles that happened at Christmas? And does it cause us to marvel at Jesus? When we think that the whole reason of Christmas is because God came in human form to be with us, to save us, to give us a better, more fulfilled life, to forgive us our sins. Does this cause a surprise and awesome admiration when we look at the life of Jesus, how he died on a cross for us? Does this create in us a sense of wonder like nothing else in the whole world could ever do? Does the wonder cause us to rejoice, not because in a week or so's time we might have a few days off work? but because Jesus is here. I recently read a quote by a singer-songwriter who was talking about Christmas and Jesus, and he said, it's a game changer. 
for all of us, that God's only Son would come down for our sins and save us from ourselves. How he came at such a dark, troubled time. It just turned the world upside down in so many ways. It's a wonder of wonders. And I thought, do we look upon Christmas as the wonder of wonders? You know, when you hear the the Christmas song, it's the most wonderful time of the year, and apply it to the real meaning of Christmas, we're not simply saying it's a nice time of the year. We're saying it's a wonderful time of the year. We're not relating it to twinkly lights and mulled wine and hot chocolate and Christmas music in the air and all those lovely aspects of Christmas. What we're saying is this time of year, It's the most wonderful time of year because we're focusing on the wonder of Jesus. That there is nothing else in all of the earth, never has been and never will be, that is as powerful, as life-changing, as awe-inspiring, as transformational, as earth-shattering, as magnificent, as world-changing and turning the world upside down, as fully and truly wonderful as the birth of Jesus. Amen? Amen? For he is Emmanuel. He is God with us. He is God with you. Whether you, you, you've been journeying with Jesus for years or whether you've come to this carol service because you like the carols and that's great. I want you to know that Jesus is with you. And because of that, it's the most wonderful time of the year. And so it asks us, do we have room at this Christmas time for the wonder of Jesus? You know, you can look at all the physical and natural wonders of the world They all come a distant second place compared to the wonder of Jesus. So this Christmas, friends, will you wonder about Jesus? Will you look at the account of that first Christmas as seen in the Bible and see the wonder of Jesus? Can and will you make room for the wonder of Jesus to bring a new meaning and purpose in your life? For wonderfully, And simply put, life plus Jesus equals awesome. He is that wonderful. Let me read to you about the wonder of Jesus from Colossians 1. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else and he holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Friends, ever wondered who Jesus is? This is who he is in all his wonder and splendor. For simply put, Jesus is everything. And when you invite Jesus into your life, it's not really, you're not inviting a baby in a manger. You're inviting the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. 
the true wonder of the world, the one who is supreme, the one who has enabled us to be reconciled to God, the one who holds all creation together, the one who brings peace if we follow him, the one who does so much more than we could ever think, dare to dream or imagine. Do we know that wonder? Do we make room for the true wonder of Jesus? Friends, may you allow the wonder of the supremeness of Jesus to change your Christmas and therefore change your life. And I promise you, it will be something you never forget as you live your life in and through the wonder of Jesus. But maybe you think about it all, you think about Jesus, and you struggle to see how could he love you? You think of of how could the birth of Jesus be for you? Let me just say that the birth of Jesus is for you. The birth of Jesus is for everyone. Nobody is left out. It's like a big party and everyone gets an invite. Because God loved the world so much that he sent Jesus into this world so that we could have everlasting life, so that we could have a life with God and it starts here and now. The wonder of Jesus is for you. And that is what Jesus' mum Mary realised and it changed her life. As long as I can remember, we'd been waiting for the Messiah to come for us. My family, our tribe, our whole nation. I always knew that he'd come, but... Well, let's be honest, it's not like I'm from Jerusalem or someplace special. I'm just a girl from Nazareth. And everybody knows that not much good comes from Nazareth. It never has. I thought for sure that Angel had come to the wrong house with his announcement. But if that's what God wanted, well, who was I to tell him he was wrong? Joseph, God bless that wonderful man. He could have joined in with everybody else. He could have had me sent away. He could have even had me killed. But he just never broke the promise to marry me. And so when he had to go to Bethlehem for the census, I was honored to ride by his side. Even with heartburn and bloated cankles and nine months of pregnancy behind me. (laughs) You know those women who try different things to induce labor, like going on frequent walks or eating spicy foods? What they should do is go on a bumpy 70-mile trip to Bethlehem. Because not long after I got there, and I'd never done this myself, but even I knew it was time. (laughs) And with every wave of pain, I tried to ignore the fact that my family wouldn't be there to help me and that I'd be bringing this baby into the world without the familiarity of home. But when Jesus finally came, I forgot all of that, though. I just wrapped 
wrapped him in cloths and tried to make the most comfortable bed I could for him with the only thing I had, which was an animal's feeding trough. Joseph said I should have been sleeping then, but I couldn't stop staring at him. There he was. The one the angel had told me about. My heart was so full, I couldn't even find words big enough to express it. first young mother to bring a child into this world. It's always been that way. But as I look down at my son, <laughs> my redeemer, I knew that he would change everything because he had already changed me. changed by the wonder of her son, her Lord. Will you allow that wonder to change you? Let's pray together. Father, in, in one sense to just say thank you for Jesus doesn't seem to go far enough. But that's the vocabulary we have. Father, may we be like Mary who could not stop staring, could not stop looking at her Redeemer, at Jesus. Not just tonight, but this Christmas. And not just Christmas when everything's back in the attic. May our life never get back to normal because we've been changed by the wonder of Jesus. And may we allow our heart and our mind to worship him always. Thank you, Lord. Amen.